So, ooh, that was loud. Um, I'm going to initially try to wear the mask because I'd like to, but if it gets annoying, I'll pull it down. But I'm going to initially wear it just because that's my thing. Um, yeah, good morning, everyone, all of you who are here. Um, sup, Facebook? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I don't even need to really come up here and preach because, like, what Joel shared and, like, this illustration from my gym, like, that's, that's a good word. Like, if that's what you got this morning, that'd be cool. But, um, yeah, I have had some, like, thoughts in, uh, like, the past month, um, some thoughts that were, like, floating in my mind and heart, like, before I knew definitively when I was going to preach that I think actually, like, fit well in what we were, like, what we've already been thinking about and reflecting on this morning. So um, if I do a good job of sharing what the Lord's put on my heart and I don't mess this up, I think this will be a good word for um, where we're at this morning. Because what I've been thinking about is a lot about like communication and being understood and that kind of thing. Because you know, living in community is fun. (laughs) Being in relationship with people Communicating with other people is fun. Um, yeah, like language, language is hard, right? Like c- communicating with people, sharing where you're at, hearing where they're at. Language is hard. So that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. I'm going to start by um, looking in the scripture. I'm going to look at, we're going to look at Acts chapter 2 this morning, uh, starting with verse 1. So, The words, the verses should be up here on the screen, which will be clearer than this thing I made where that kind of gets washed out. Um, And if you're on Facebook, just go and Google, open up um, Acts 2 colon 1 dash 12 CSB, because that's what I'm going to use. Hit enter, uh, Bible Gateway will come up. You can read along with me there. Um, So yeah, let's read. Um, I'm going to read from there. My Bible's here, but... I'm holding a mic. I'm not used to holding a mic in my hand. So instead of holding the Bible, I'm going to read from there. When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rest on each one of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues, as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were Jews staying in Jerusalem, devout people from every nation under heaven. When this sound occurred, a crowd came together and was confused, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each one of us can hear them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those who live in Mesopotamia, in Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Perfilia, <laughs> Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts, Cretans and Arabs, We hear them declaring the magnificent acts of God in our own tongues. They were all astounded and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? This passage here 
is, if you don't know, the very first miracle that happens in the early church after Jesus ascended into heaven. Like after Jesus ascended and the Lord's like starting his church, the very first miraculous act that the Lord performed was to overcome language barriers, which is a pretty wild thing because I don't know how many of you are familiar with different languages, but like I said already, language is hard. Like, languages don't line up perfectly with each other, like, word for word. Like, I don't know if anyone here ever studied, like, um, man, speaking with these speakers here is a weird feeling. <laughs> um, like, I don't know how many of you, like, studied, like, Spanish or another language in school and, like, realized you didn't just have to learn these Spanish words. Like, you had to learn these brand new rules about, like, the adjective going, like, after the noun instead of before and gender alignment and conjugating stuff. It was just different, like, set of rules you had to learn. Like, language is weird. Um, I was experiencing this recently because I was listening to some uh, Korean pop music. I mean, where are my K-pop stands? Anyone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I was listening to like K-pop and I don't know the language, but I'm, I was listening to it because it's a good pop song. Like, I mean, when you're listening to a pop song in English, you're not really paying attention to the lyrics that much, right? Um, but I was curious, like I wanted to know if I was listening to some like awful, terrible message. So I listened with like the subtitles on on YouTube and Google Translate is weird. Um, so like I was listening to this song, um, Blooming by IU, and the first line of the chorus, which sounds so nice in Korean, the translation it came up with was, our rectangular box is bloom. <laughs> That's, isn't that just a beautiful flowery line? Like, like if you were writing like a poem to someone you love, that's how you would open it, right? Like, oh, our, our rectangular box is bloom. It's just, it doesn't quite work. Like when you go from like Korean or another language into English, because language works differently, like something gets lost there. And it's not just going from another language into English. If you go English to another language, like something gets lost too, like in poetry or comedy or anything that involves like nuance, playing around with words, it's weird. Like a lot of movie studios make a lot of big action movies instead of comedies because the jokes that they put in the movie, when you translate it and release it in China, they're not going to get the jokes. It just doesn't work right. Um, so in like the early church there, like at Pentecost, when everybody was hearing like the words in their own language, which that's what the tongues were there. Like sometimes we have tongues today that are like the different type of tongues where it's the Lord, like the heavenly language. But the version that was happening there was people were hearing their language. You couldn't just throw Google Translate on top of what they were saying. Like, it just, there's, there's like, nuance there. So it's, like, because language, language is hard. 
And it's not only hard when you're translating from English to Spanish or Chinese or Korean. Like, it's sometimes you and the person you're talking to are both speaking English, but you're still speaking different languages, right? Like, that still happens a lot. Um, like, that happens a lot between generations. Like, if you have a baby boomer and someone from Generation Z and they're talking, they might both be speaking English, but the boomer and the zoomer are not saying the same thing. <laughs> like, on the one end of the spectrum, like, if you're talking to someone from, like, a different generation, how many of you have been talking to someone and the person you were talking to is very well-meaning, just very affectionate, um, no ill will, but they are describing someone and they used a word like oriental or colored to describe someone. It's like, that's not appropriate, but they don't realize it because they're from a different generation and they learned wrong. So, um, like, it just doesn't work right. Or if you're talking to someone younger, like if you're talking to a Zoomer, um, Older people do not talk the way teenagers do. Like, like, how often do you hear a boomer say yeet? <laughs> not a lot. Like, how, how many boomers sit around talking about visco girls? <laughs> like, a, a lot of you are like, what is he talking about? Because you don't know this language. It's weird. It's a foreign language. It's English, but it's foreign. Um, there's this... Uh, philosopher who talked about like this kind of stuff and like miscommunication like um, who talked about stuff with like deconstruction or and signed and signified and whatnot but I can't talk about it because I don't speak philosopher <laughs> um, if you've ever talked to someone who loves something you are not a big fan of like sports wrestling comic books philosophy politics um religion, like how many of you are like in church today, but you didn't grow up in the church and you remember entering a church the first time and there were weird language barriers. You were like, I don't know what's going on here. Like sometimes, like language is hard. So sometimes you just miscommunicate. And you know, sometimes you're in the same culture, the same context, and you still like something breaks down in there. Um, I remember when I was a kid, this is getting, okay. <sighs> um, so like, I remember one time when I was a kid growing up in church, I had this teacher in children's church who um, was, she was one of, like, how many of you have had a teacher who, like, just starts rambling, like, gets off topic, and then, like, 10 minutes later, they're like, wait, what was I supposed to be talking about? So this one time, I remember when I was a kid, like, this uh, children's uh, church teacher was, like, doing this, and she said to us, um, like, little kids, you know, I do this a lot. Like, you need to, someone needs to, like, remind me to stop, like, wasting time, um, like, during this class, and I heard that. I was like, you know, that's good. Like, we, I need to, like, like, help in this way. Like, help us stay on task. <laughs> so the following week, she's teaching, and she gets off on whatever tangent. And I raise my hand, and she calls on me. And I'm like, you need to stop wasting our time. 
surprisingly, she was not the biggest fan of me following in on like what she told me to do. Like she, I don't remember like specifics, but she just did the teacherly like coming down and like, like, what are you talking about waste? Like you think I'm wasting your time with the word of God? Just coming down. And of course I was like, no, like last week you said and clarified, no, no, I didn't. I was a child. What are you talking about? I just sat there really sad and embarrassed and internalized that. And years later, still remember it, probably need to do some soul care to work through my emotional hurt from that. Language is hard. <laughs> so, knowing how hard it is to like communicate, how then do we understand each other? Like, how do we get on the same page? Um, especially now, in these difficult times, like, like it, we were just spending some time like trying to navigate pastorally, like this hard time we're in right now. Like, how do we get on the same page? Sometimes people try strategies that are not a good idea and don't work, like trying to force everyone into one box to speak the same language, to be like, okay, if we just translate everything and we all get on the same page, like culturally, intellectually, politically, like we'll all be good and we're, there won't be as much disagreement. But... The problem is, like, one, you can't do that. Like, it doesn't work. And two, the extent that you try, that's not, like, if you force that, like, let's say, like, in a Sunday morning church, force everyone into the same box, you end up with the church service version of our rectangular boxes bloom. Like, you lose something. Like, a person comes in from a different context and brings their own story and language that they're coming from, and it just gets lost because you're trying to force it into this box. Like, one of my favorite, like, artists, the Christian rapper Lecrae, talks about this a lot. Like, he has this great song called Church Clothes, where he talks about this, where he's like, you need to be, like, like you need to be able to let people come in. Like, if someone's coming in to a church that's, like, mostly, like, a suburban church, and they're coming from the streets, you shouldn't force them into this box in order to come into church and participate. If we're the church, they should be able to come in with their unique language and experiences and bless the church as a whole, and we should be able to bless each other from our different contexts. And similarly, the answer shouldn't be to keep these different languages like separate in separate boxes. Be like, okay, here we'll speak this language, who will speak this language. Um, before I used that example from like the K-pop lyric, I asked Helen about it because I don't speak Korean. Um, and she doesn't like K-pop, but surprisingly didn't make fun of me for liking K-pop. But I was like talking to her like about it, about like the languages. And she mentioned that there were like some puns she knows. Um, I'm not gonna say any of them because I don't remember them and I don't speak Korean and that would be embarrassing if I tried. But like she knew like these puns that only make sense if you know both English and Korean. Like it's like this joke, this humor comes from being able to know both and have both in the same place and something comes from that. 
Now, I know, like, puns are viewed as, like, a lower, like, sense of humor, but there's bigger, more beautiful things that happen when you have different cultures and languages and experiences together as well. Like, there's things, unique things that come from people from different perspectives being together that you wouldn't have otherwise. So, in light of that, how do we understand each other when we're talking from different places and coming from these different, like, contexts. I love that in this passage um, that we read, um, <coughs> oh, sorry. Um, I love that in that passage, the people listening to the early church as they were speaking in tongues were confused. But if you look at the way it's written, they were confused that they weren't confused. <laughs> You had people from all these different contexts, like all these different places together, and they were like, wait, why do I understand what this person's saying? Like, why do, like, they're a Galilean, I'm from Fruju, and I understand what they're saying. Like, what is going on? Like, it makes more sense to the world for us to not be able to understand each other. So, how do we understand each other coming together from our different places. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, like we could talk different strategy, both the church and the world have some good advice on like being able to listen and be patient and all that, and that is important. But like, so in that passage, like the, before all that happened, before they started speaking those languages and those tongues and being understood, what happened? The Holy Ghost descended, that's what happened. <laughs> like, that is how we are able to come together from our different contexts and our different experiences, speak these different languages, and understand each other because of the Holy Ghost coming down. I love in Revelation um, chapter 7, verse 9, uh, John's describing what he saw, and he says, After this I looked, and there was a vast multitude from every nation... It, tribe, people, language, which no one could number, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. I love that illustration of people from every language standing before the throne. It is my belief that in eternity, we are still going to have diverse languages, um, like, when you study scripture, you can see, like, languages multiplied because of the Tower of Babel, and some people look at it and, th at and think, okay, different languages are bad. Like, that causes division. So, like, when we come together in the end, we'll all speak the same heavenly language. But that's not what happened at Pentecost. It wasn't all of us suddenly understand Hebrew. Like, it's not like in, like, sci-fi movies when there's a universal translator, so all these aliens are speaking in English. Like, they all, like, come to the same language. It's like, no, they were speaking different languages and understanding. And there, in the end, there's people from every language gathered together. I personally fervently believe that in the pure, glorified creation, we are still all going to speak these different languages, these different, like, ways of seeing the world. Like, we're still going to have that in eternity. We're still going to have whatever the re redeemed holy version of English, Spanish, 
like Chinese, Japanese, French, like all these languages, we're still going to have that. And I, I personally think in like the new heaven and new earth, we're probably still going to make up new words like yeet. Maybe not yeet. Maybe that one's like sinful, but... <laughs> But yeah, I think we're still going to create new language too. Like there in the garden, it said, be fruitful and multiply. What's being fruitful and multiplying? It's a lot of things, but like I think creating language is part of that. We're still going to have diversity in our own experiences and languages, but through the Holy Ghost and through meeting in the Lord, we will still understand each other. We will still know each other. So... What does that mean for us right now in the midst of just gestures at everything? What does that mean for us here now? Um, it means, like a lot of things, like, we, like I said, we need to learn to listen better and be patient. But it means we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the Lord to come and meet us. And that, more than anything else, is how we're going to be able to understand each other. Um, as one person speaks one language and another the other, as one of us is old and the other young, one of us from the suburbs, the other person from the streets, in these different contexts, wherever we come from, we will understand each other. And I don't think that's just for eternity. I think there's some of that for us here and now. Um, Whatever your story and your language that you speak now, good and bad, wherever you're coming from, there is a unique kingdom purpose to your perspective here on earth that is irreplaceable. Whatever language you speak, literally or symbolically, there is a distinct purpose for that language, for the way that you personally think in your story that is irreplaceable, that if the church did not have it, it would be less of the church. And in eternity, whatever your story, whatever you speak, wherever you're coming from, there will be a redeemed version of that for all eternity. Um, so, so when we come to these misunderstandings and miscommunications, it's okay. Like, language is hard. That's part of the journey. But there is beauty in those disagreements and misunderstandings, and the Lord has a purpose in all of that.